Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Watchers Network. I'm your host, the Enlightened Inside the Eddie B. Joining me is Bossman himself, the one, the only, Mr. Corey Derrick. Hello, good sir. Hello. <laughs> you need hello, <laughs> oh, such in a giddy mood. How are you doing, Corey? <laughs> good. Uh, tired, but you know that's normal. It's just normal. It's normal. Oh, it's too geez. normal. Uh, but I'm good. I had a relaxing kind of game-filled weekend and. I am good. How are yes. you, Ed? I am uh, really good. I had to stop in at my job today on my off day because uh, I had to teach another person something. But when I was going to work on this uh, particular road, um, there was a car accident. And this Corvette was smashed up like literally crushed because it hit an S, uh, SUV and it didn't, like the SUV had damage but it didn't have that much damage like the Corvette was like total Um, I don't know if the person survived or what but because of that accident uh, by my job it was going to back up all the traffic up and I'm like uh so I I Gladly, I didn't have to go way around because I I would normally have to go out of my way for 15 minutes to get on the road that I need to get to to get home. Um, because when the uh, accident happened, it did five o'clock rush hour that it happened. So, but I don't know what happened after that, and I'm just like, oh, somebody's car is total. That's about to be a mess, and trying to go through. Uh, trying to go through the insurance company because the person in the Corvette hit the person in the SUV. Mm. And I'm like, Ooh, that's going to be something. So um, I wish I could find out how that plays out, but unfortunately uh, I, I won't know anything. Um, but other than that, yeah, I kind of uh, focus on one particular game that I'm going to be talking about for uh, Playable Power and I have thoughts because I'm doing a review for this game so people will be able to read it uh, this coming, hopefully this coming Sunday because it's a major one mm. so mm. Uh, but yeah cool. that, that's kind of been it Yes. Uh, well Corey should we get into some housekeeping or do we have any housekeeping for today? Uh, there's not really any housekeeping. Uh, we do need to do Patreon, and we do have to give away some Turtles games. Uh, yes. So, we will do that in a moment. Let me pull up this stuff here. We had, we had a few entries on Twitter, and we had a few entries through email. Um, thank you everybody who entered and left us uh, nice reviews and uh, five-star ratings on uh, iTunes and Spotify and all those places. Uh, really appreciate it. So, yeah, we're going to do Patreon first, Ed, uh, just so I can pull up these Twitter people. Uh, let me get this all set up here. All right, good. I do have it in here. All right, so... Let me open our email also because I don't want to leave them out. 
So, yeah, uh, Patreon. You can support Nintendo Power Block, Expansion Pass, and the plethora of shows here on the Boss Rush Network by visiting our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Boss Rush Network. Patreon is a subscription-based uh, model where you can support your favorite creators for uh, a certain amount of money and... At those different levels of money, you can uh, you receive certain perks. So we offer two tiers currently: the one dollar tier, which is early access to four different shows, expansion pass, Boss Rush podcast, Boss Rush After Dark, and Standard Definition, as well as upcoming shows like the return of Talk the Walk. Uh, so I guess yes. that'd be really be like five shows. Uh, if you subscribe at the five dollar tier. You get early access plus a Patreon producer credit here on Nintendo Power Block as well as our other shows across the network. So without further ado, Ed, our Patreon producers for this episode of Nintendo Power Block are Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, my wife, Sana Dierig, Francisco Santilin, and Rebecca Jewell. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons. I want to thank all of our free listeners. Remember, all of our content remains free. We just offer a few perks if you uh, decide to support us financially. If you are a free listener, we do ask that you leave us a five-star rating and review on Spotify or iTunes. It really helps. It really, really does. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. I like it. So, Ed. Yes. Uh giveaway time <laughs> yes so i want to tell everybody thank you for entering our giveaway uh this was kind of a first run uh kind of experimenting with giving away games uh i think once a month so mm-hmm. uh yeah ninja turtles was a nice kind of entry point because it's cheap enough to where we can use the patreon money to give away two copies Yes. So, Ed. Okay, I'm going to go into our email first, Ed. Uh, man, how do we want to do this? Okay, so let me count these entries real quick because I should have. So, while I'm looking this up, Ed, <laughs> today was so busy. I texted you. So, uh, we have an event going on at work this week, and mm-hmm. uh, we had a podcast recording, and I did not get home until super late, and I asked you to do the doc for me because I just did not. And the and- – I I went was getting dinner uh, and getting like okay let me get ready get the stock ready and everything and the moment I I literally started getting the doc is this is that's when you uh, text me and I was just like I'm already on it I'm already getting it because um I I when we were talking earlier today and you know uh, a certain section that we're gonna get to later on everybody we were. Not having trouble, but it was kind of weird for today. Oh, you mean um, family news and how there's no Nintendo news for like <laughs> the past much, like two weeks? Pretty much. Uh, Gosh, it's like scraping the bottle of Donkey Kong's dude, last I've, barrel. Dude, I literally had to ask you. I'm like, and and this is not a normal. So we do side ch- tangent. Okay, everybody, side tangent. Why Corey get get his stuff together? We've never had. A new cycle where it was really quiet. Like even during the Wii U era, 
like there was I mean in, even though we had 3DS and everything we at least had some kind of news or some kind of big news for Nintendo Pablo and it just seems like lately that Nintendo's been quiet and th- even some third parties been quiet and if it feels like a lot of the news is for Sony and Microsoft, which is great, which is awesome. You yeah, know, but, I, but... I, I just like to me, it's like Nintendo has all their news out there, right? It's like yeah, they have all their games set for the for the year, right? Aside from mm-hmm. maybe like one or two surprises, and nobody else has any games coming out. And every time, it's like a you know, Gamescom is Gamescom just happened. Yeah, but there weren't any Switch games there except for what Sonic Frontiers. I think is the only game coming to Switch, and it's like, well, I mean, okay, it, but we knew that they know. announced they announced that seventeen games, uh, some of them were coming to Switch, but it was just like with games, it was such so. Me, Austin, and uh, Grayson. Shout out to Grayson for hosting it. Uh, but we were like on his Discord. We were talk- all three talking, and we was watching Gamescom. And we know that when we look at these trailers, of course, most of it's going. Someone's going to come to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. But we were looking for the Switch logos so we can know. Okay, what stuff is Nintendo getting? And it really felt like, man, you guys don't realize that your game could possibly do well if it was on a Nintendo console. And I understand that it's an underpowered system. Completely understand that. that That's your decision. I mean, is that their decision? They already made a plan. But it was just like, you guys really had a chance to really wow some people by putting something on Nintendo. Because... I'm sorry. I mean, Gamescom was good, but it was really lackluster in mm-hmm. diversity of games. It, it If it wasn't a Souls game, it was a space game. If it wasn't a space game, it was a medieval game. And it was just like these ideas are, are tiresome and so recycled. Yeah, Liza P looks good. Great. It's a Pinocchio in a Dark Souls game. But you already showed five games earlier that's in their Dark Soul manner. And I throughout the whole thing, we were just like, I, and I understand it's not Jeff Keighley's fault or anything. He has to take what he's given to and show that that's fine. But it, it, I kind of, I was out talking to Grayson, I was talking to Austin, I was just like, why do I feel like this is going to be what we get at um, the Game Awards? It and because it, it felt like this is more just what E3 was or his uh game summer of gaming presentation, where it's just like the these recycled ideas, these gorgeous cutscene trailers, but with no gameplay. And it's gonna be like I feel like this is we're gonna get the same thing for the game awards. And it really it really just showcases that he I don't I don't know who he's reaching out to. But these developers really need to change it up. They really need to produce something that's gonna be that's really gonna wow people, and that's that means different ideas, gameplays, art styles, cut trailers that may be funny or like really cool and interesting to really talk. Because a lot of this stuff feels so boring, cliche, and by the numbers that it's not wowing nobody. Because a lot of people just like this. 
without having Sony or Nintendo or really Microsoft, it's hurting the it's hurting his presentations badly. See, I I disagree with you. I think people were excited for Lies of P. I think Gotham Knights yeah. looks cool. I mean, Harry Potter, I've been sold on that since they showed it off the first time, right? So, I mean, I think there's a lot of good stuff there. I, But, I mean, I agree with you in a sense that there wasn't anything surprising or like, oh, my gosh, did you see that? But, like, I I think there were some good games shown. It's just Nintendo doesn't ever really get involved with Gamescom, really. Yeah. They always have their own September Direct, right? Like, that's the thing now. Everybody, <laughs> as I was on here, everybody is... Uh, Everybody's talking about a September Nintendo Direct because there's been a Nintendo Direct every September for the last yeah. seven years or something. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, I think, I think, I think Nintendo needs to show off something for at least. I, I mean, I think, man, I don't know what they need to show. I think, I think Bayonetta's going to get its own direct pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I think. They need to show off what's coming, you know, January, February, March ish. But like, at the same time, I don't know. Maybe they'll wait till after the game awards. Maybe they'll wait till after Pokemon's out, right? Like, yeah. I, I just, I think they're, they are in no rush to show anything else because they have such a big holiday. And I, I was thinking about this question. I don't know if you want to do an expression pass on this, but I was thinking about Nintendo Direct and trailers when it comes to Nintendo. It seems that when stuff is shown, even on like maybe on a Nintendo website or even on their Twitter page or whatever, it seems that when games are announced from Nintendo or in their Direct, it gets a lot of recognition and gets people talking. But when it's other anything outside of that it's just like oh that's cool and then people move on you know yes lies of p was kind of like the game of game that gamescom presentation but it's just another souls game that we see multiple times it looks it looks different they may be adding some more things and it's a cool it's a cool usage of the pinocchio uh uh name in a sense but I'm just like, man, it's what is it about these presentations that's that's so different from a Nintendo one that get people talking about uh, when it comes to a Nintendo wrecking their trailers than it is for other presentations? Look, any any conference where they're going to announce Kojima's podcast in two languages, <laughs> okay, is good enough for me. <laughs> so Are I you going to listen? No, I don't care. <laughs> no offense to Kojima, I just don't care. I, I I know a lot of people do care, and that's mm-hmm. great. This guy's not one of them. So, I think the only game I've ever, the only Kojima game I've actually ever put any time into, I think, was Zone of the Enders, the first oh, one. Oh wow! So, uh, and I don't remember any of it. So, who am I to say? uh anyways ed all right i have numbered all of our giveaway winners well not winners entries okay one through 36 okay okay so i need you to pick a number one through 36 all right drum roll please 
I'm going to actually uh, feel young, and I'm choosing 24. Hmm. Okay. Well, that, Ed, is a Twitter entry. Ooh. Are you ready for this? Okay. Yes. So, we have a winner. Our winner for our first entry of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is Seth. He goes by Get Right Up on Twitter. Thank you for uh, for enter, enter, uh, entering. He left us an iTunes review of five stars, and he said the best podcast to keep you up to date on all the latest Nintendo news. A fantastic show. Thank you, Seth, for entering. You won yourself a copy. Uh, so I will DM you from the uh, from the Nintendo Power Block Twitter account and uh, you know, reply to it within you know, 48-ish hours and you win. Congratulations. All right, Ed. We have one more. We have one more to give away. Okay? Okay. Do not pick number 24. Pick mm-hmm. number 1 through 36. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to pick the year that uh, me and you kind of me and you met, and that's going to be 15. Hmm. Okay. Well, that is an email winner, Ed. You and I actually know this person. He's one of our longest listeners. He's 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 been around for a long time. He watches and comments on YouTube. We are happy to announce that at the winner of our second TMNT is none other than longtime listener. Sam Hall. Ah. He writes in. He left us a five-star rating on Spotify. And in his email, he says, You guys have kept me entertained for many years. And I hope that that continues for many years to come. Thank you for putting on such a great show every week. And I look forward to every Wednesday and Sunday when I can hear what you crazy kids are talking about. Seth. Or Sam. Sorry. Seth is our other winner. I'm messaging him <laughs> back right now. Sorry. Wow. Uh, so thank you, Sam, for entering. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, thank you to all of our uh, people who entered. Remember, there's another giveaway beginning next week. We're going to mm-hmm. give you, what, three weeks, I think, to enter? Yes. Uh, we got to figure that out. So think, sleep on that during the show, Ed. Figure out what our next giveaway, how they enter. So, okay. Seth, thank you for entering. Sam, thank you for entering. Thank you, everybody who entered. Good luck on the next giveaway. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> All right. 
Well, uh, Corey, you ready to get into Snack Tendo? I really don't have a lot of snacks. I had a Cherry Garcia and a Strawberry Cheesecake, uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and uh, Friday, um, I had to work overnight, um, which is which is surprising. I didn't really have to stay long. I stayed close to like almost only to twelve o'clock. They were doing our floors at my job, so I brought like uh, twelve foot um, Jimmy John's like beach party uh, sub, which is like turkey, cheese, uh, a provolone, I should say, uh, cucumbers, and avocado on it. Um, it. It was good. I had it before, but I, I thought I was going to have to be there for like until like 12 or 1 o'clock. They were done like in three and a half hours. I'm like, whoa, this is quick. Like, they literally did the whole story. It was not playing. And so, um, they got in, did what they had to do and leave. And other than that, I I really haven't been snacking, snacking or anything. And I didn't get to go to my the grocery store to find out what the what new snacks they have out. Um, so I, I'm kind of boring today, uh, boring this week. But hopefully next week I'll have some uh, good snacks and everything. So, uh, but what about you? Um, I haven't really been snacking either, Ed. I we did go to a wedding this weekend, which I'll talk about later. But uh, they had <laughs> they had these little cake balls. They're just these little cake balls, and they're, like, covered in icing. Mm-hmm. And they're so rich, and they're so good. And I, I, I ate, like... So I had three of them at the wedding, and I had I brought some home and had, like, three or <laughs> three more. <laughs> but if you sat this plate in front of me, I would have eaten them all, and that was very dangerous because I'm, I'm still... I'm trying to lose some weight again because, well, you know. And so, yeah, man, these things were really good. It was just chocolate cake with icing covered in icing and uh yeah man it was they were so good which reminds me i need to go get Reinfit adventure so we can start our journey <laughs> yeah uh but i did uh that, that was about that was really it um i really haven't been snacking a lot either so uh that's that was my big snack yeah, I I'm probably going to try to find some new places to get like food because I mean I know the places that surround me I've I've tried, um, but like I I want to find that gyro uh, quesadilla that you had. I want to see if anyone makes it in my area. I still want to try that. Uh, yeah, and I just gotta go to my other grocery store and see what do they got because the new. Um, they haven't brought out any new Mountain Dews out yet. Um, because I think around this time or next month, they'll do like their Halloween special one. And I don't know if they're changing it yet oh. or anything. Oh. Uh, oh. Which is surprising. Why? I wonder why Monster haven't had a new energy out. They have new ones all the time. They're just not delicious. They're actually pretty the last... terrible. That's why. That's why I've. That's why I've reverted back to the to the the white ones. Okay. So like, my my favorite, my favorite, yeah, the juice, gross. My favorite, <gasps> my favorite monster is the blue flavor, the ultra blue. 
Oh, that okay. is good. Dude, it's, it's sold out. I know. It's my favorite, and it's sold out everywhere. And a case of it on Amazon is like twice the twice the price of the white ones. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I switched over to the, the pink, the grapefruit, uh, the Ultra Rosa or whatever. And that stuff's really good, yeah. too. But it's always sold out, too. So I always just have to get the white ones. Well, the, the rosé one, I, even though that one is good, I have to drink it quickly while it's cold because I once it what for some re- unknown reason once it start warming up, it starts tasting different. Yeah, but it is like, but when it's like fresh and cold, it's really good. Yeah, it's it's not <laughs> it's not great, but um, yeah, I don't know. I've I just kind of reverted to the white ones and just kind of. I'm trying to keep the 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 diet train rolling. Although uh-huh. tonight tonight I had some pizza rolls for dinner because I had yes. to make some. Well, here's the thing: I had to make something quick, and my I had to get my kids to bed and clean up because my daughter decided to take out all of her Play-Doh, uh. and uh, yeah, so. It 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 was it was a fun fun time, and that isn't even the worst. Uh, I mean, I feel I feel bad because like when my wife's home with them alone, like mm-hmm. my daughter took lipstick while she was putting while my wife was putting my son down, and yeah. within in five minutes she drew all over the wall with this <laughs> lipstick. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? She hasn't started uh, school yet. Next week, next uh. week. I know. <laughs> I know your wife is just like I can't wait for you to go back to school. <laughs> uh, I know. So, uh, but I'm working from home tomorrow, and we're actually going in the morning to orientation, and I'm gonna sneak over there before my meeting. So I'm excited because we're gonna meet her teachers and stuff. But I'm gonna leave early because I have a meeting at 11:30. But uh, ah, yes, I will be at work. So Corey, I. I swear, if there's a Nintendo Direct that gets announced, even though it's at the end of August, um, I, man, if they if Nintendo announced something that we got to do a podcast, I hopefully we could just like look sneak away for just ten minutes, get a home messenger or something. Let's talk real quick and then <laughs> prepare. Mm-hmm. Well, Corey, should we get it to play with power? Well, Ed, I've been playing a little bit of Link's Awakening again because I feel bad about talking about Destiny for, you know, forever again. So uh, I feel bad for talking about Destiny on a Nintendo podcast because that's just how it goes, you know? No Destiny on Nintendo. It's okay, though. It's fine. I have been playing Link's Awakening, though. I'm getting through the sixth dungeon. I'm using a great guide. I'm trying to 100% it. Uh, I'm ready to wrap it up, though. You know, I'm ready to put a bow on it, do the thing, move on, and uh, yeah. So I love that game, though. It's so good. It's so good. Unapologetically '90s game design, though. I gotta tell you, they could have done some work to that game to like, you know, make it not so '90s. <laughs> it just. Mm. The trading, I mean, yeah, the trading it, quest too, man. That trading quest is so stupid. It's so dumb. It, 
it's long too. Just be like, what the heck? And I think, yeah, if you don't have a guy, you try to do that by memori- memorization, you will completely forget to be like, why the heck do I have this item for? Yeah. <laughs> Who else am I supposed to give this to? Yeah. So I, I'm at a spot where like I can just pick it up and know right where I'm at in the guide, know right where I'm at in the, in the world and what I got to do next. Uh, so I've been playing that, but I've been I've been playing a lot of Destiny because Season of Plunder, pirate themed, looting some treasure, fighting some uh, Elixni pirates, uh, and then I also so I was playing last night and I'm like on so during the week and like on like Sundays and stuff where mm-hmm. I don't really have a lot to do I. I realize there's a lot in the game, like single player wise, that I haven't done yet. So I'm actually going back and doing a lot of the single player quest lines, or like, yes. you know, just whatever. Uh, and I, I've just been finding new ways to play Destiny, which is weird because I've played so much Destiny. Uh, but yeah, and then also the new raid came out this weekend. I didn't try it yet because I was at a wedding and you know, it's cha- it's challenge weekend and I'm not I'm not as <laughs> as uh seasoned as I used to be in that game. So, I'm we're going to try it this weekend me and some people from our Destiny Discord and uh my friend Mitch, we're all going to get on and and try to uh take out oryx the taken king again so i gotta tell you though they people have been showing graphical comparisons of destiny one king's fall and destiny two king's fall and it's like mm-hmm. night and day difference the lighting the character models the the world and just everything is just they've really outdone themselves i think in terms of I wonder, the visual i wonder if they rebuild it from the ground up no, like they looked at it and then just I don't think they it. I don't think they did. You know, I think they took the bones of the raid and just gave it a nice coat of paint and mm-hmm. you know, maybe the character models are updated and stuff, which I think they clearly are. Uh and they updated some of the mechanics to the raid to where you know, cuz like if you just go in, you know, with my old raid group, we used to do that raid and like we were in and out in like 40 minutes, you know. We had that raid perfected. And so, uh, you got to do that for some people. Right. And, uh, I know that the Oryx fight is a little bit different. I know the Gogoroth fight is a little bit different. I know the war chief has some different mechanic, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of a different mechanic. So there's new mechanics in there, but essentially it's, it's the same. So I'm ready to, uh, say long live the King and shoot him off to Saturn again because that's where he belongs. It's so weird. I kind of, I was just thinking about Destiny and the platforming, like the jumping and stuff. And I kind of was just thinking like, man, the the three games that I know that do like platform jumping is Destiny, Metroid Prime, and Titanfall 2. Even though Titanfall 2 is you being very agile and the wall running and stuff, the jumping is good in that game. And you do do some platform jumping in it. Uh, and, I, you know, I don't really get that in Battlefield and Call of Duty. 
for something. And I and I and I wonder has that been the thing for first person shooters j- jumping, jumping wise, um, in a sense. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. To be honest, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think Destiny's jumping is a little overused, to be honest. Uh, but overall, I think it's, I think it's a. I enjoy it. I think some of the puzzles they create are kind of mind, <laughs> mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just there's no experience like a raid or a dungeon in, in any other game. Uh, I would say the raids are the best part of Destiny if you have people to play with. They are unlike anything else in the game. Uh, although I think in some easier th- activities they've added some light, light, light raid-like mechanics to uh-huh. them, like the strikes and stuff. Uh, some of the bosses have light raid mechanics, but like overall, man, like we did Val of the Disciple last weekend and there is just nothing like it because everybody has a job to do. Everybody needs to do their job to yes. even, you know, have Progress. a prayer of progressing. And it's just so much fun. It's so much fun. And when you have people well, I that... I think that's... that's. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, that's cool that um, they have a job because it gives you something to look forward to. Like, it really... I'm not saying that it forces you to be a teammate, but it forces, you know, people to really focus more on the goal and not be like, look... We are not here to play around. We have a goal to get. If you want the best gear, you want to survive and be on top of the top of your game, you need to focus on your goal and go ahead. We're going to support you because we're all working as the team towards this goal. But if this is your job, we need you to focus and do your best on this job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's great. I think... I think Destiny 2 is in a, an amazing place right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even like the seasonal model, right? It's it's There's something new every three months to do in the game. You know, there's something new. There's a new story to follow. There's new characters to, you know, what are they doing? Or, you know, they bring back old characters and like, well, what's this character up to now? You know, and they follow a storyline with them, you know, and, and it's just... It's so great to have a game like I man, I don't know, man. It's just I don't even like I don't know if I even care about any other game on other platforms besides Destiny at this point. You know, like every like so I tried to play a little bit of Halo last night too after I played a bunch of Destiny. Mm-hmm. And I played like I played like twenty minutes of it. And I'm like I don't even know why I have this installed. You know? Which is, I think, which is crazy because Halo Infinite is a wonderful game. It plays great. It, mm-hmm. it, it's the guns feel good. The enemy design is great. The world is great. It's just like I'm kind of, kind of bored. I want to go back, you know, because like as soon as I try to double jump, can't double jump. As soon as I try to use my super, there's no super. You know, like okay, you have a grappling hook. Destiny's getting a grappling hook next year, so like that, you know, it's just. I don't know what it is, but it is just I think you I think you have 
I don't want to say say you got comfortable with Destiny, but I think you have ingrained that kind of game design and gameplay in in you that any first person shooter, uh, and I'm not saying that all games, but any other first person shooter hasn't met or equaled that gameplay. So to break it, it feels odd and weird to you. Halo Infinite is designed in a different way you know it it has its own mechanics so i think because i think you, you i think even if you tried to play metro prime that feeling of playing uh destiny is going to be so into your hands and in your mind friend of playing it's going to be like i yeah this is going to be difficult how do i break this you know yeah uh so yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I've I've been trying to play other games and it's just like to me it's just not it's just not what I want to do. And I'm kind of getting more and more and more comfortable just realizing that I just don't play games the way I used to, which, you know, in a way is sad, but also in a way like I understand what I, you know, I I know what I want to play and if I'm going to play a first-person shooter, it's... I'm going to play Destiny. And if I'm going to play, like, a third-person action game, it's going to be something from something that I like, right? Like Gears or Outriders or I will probably play Gotham Knights and I will probably play – I will definitely play Harry Potter. But, you know, like, the games I want to play outside of those are all available to me on the Switch, you know? And it's just – Destiny's the one game that's not – and. I really hope they find some sort of solution to play it natively on a handheld somewhere. If it's Steam Please. Deck, like I was tell I was telling I was telling Laron and Stephanie the other day, like if they find a way to let Destiny run natively on the Steam Deck, I'm gonna probably get one. Well, it's I think it to me. Shane's it's in the, the chat. Hi Shane. Hi Shane. Happy belated birthday. I think Yeah, Shane's birthday. Yes. Yeah, we wish him happy birthday last week. Yes, uh, I, I think it's a sacrifice of gaming, and that may be another expression. Pass sacrifice of gaming stuff that you are willing to give up to play your well-known, well-skilled game on continuously, because uh, and when that happens, like man, it's your game of the year becomes very challenging. I was just saying. Well, I, I mean, I've told you, like, I think I've played two games that have come out this year, you know, like, and it's not anybody's fault. It's just not, there's nothing that I'm interested in, right? Like I've played, I've played, uh, Fire Emblem, which is great. I actually played a little bit of that last night too. I forgot to write that down. It's still really fun. I played, I think I played one mission and then I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it's time for bed. Cause I'm just like tired, <laughs> really tired. Uh, which is hilarious because I went to bed at like ten thirty last night. It was kind of <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, I just I'm getting all kinds of weird notifications now. Okay, I just uh, I I just can't I I just I just can't find a way to be excited about other games. You know, I. There's nothing that I've been excited for this year, you know? 
there's just and I'm sorry that I have to say that, but there's just nothing to I was excited for. You know, I mean, there were cool games that were interesting, like Nintendo Switch Sports, which kind of feels like it fell flat on its face a little bit. Oh, sh- uh, we'll get into that for family news. Trust me, it didn't fall nowhere. Uh, no, I, ju- I just feel like I don't hear people talking about it the way that I kind of expected. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's just it's just weird. Uh, I don't I don't even know what came out this year. Horizon like Horizon Forbidden West, super exciting. Don't don't have a PlayStation, so I can't play it. You know. Uh, God of War seems really cool, but I didn't really, I mean, I liked the last one. I didn't love it. So, you know, I'm not like well, a big hurry to go get it. We we know that's coming up, but don't nobody know what it is at this point in time. Is Sony. It, what, God of War? Ragnarok for it's this, this year? It's a just direct sequel to I, I know the last that, one. But... I know that, but it's not out yet. No one knows what it is. We haven't seen much gameplay. We haven't gotten a breakdown or anything. Like Sony's been very quiet, and not not Santa Monica uh, about this or anything. But it's really hard to be excited about something that you just don't really know. Yes, we're waiting for the state of play to watch it to be excited to see what they're gonna offer. But man, at at this point in time, like you know. I, I love you, Sony, but uh, like we talked about earlier, I mean, not earlier, but we talked the past few weeks. I'm like, Nintendo got a lot of stuff on lock, and we know what they're going to offer and what they're going to bring and everything. Yeah. And, and so you guys have to really bring your A game. Yes, Stray is great. Everybody loves Stray, played it, happy. But like God of War Ragnarok, I know it's going to have to knock some people's feet off, but I'm just like, you guys got to get it, get it. You got to get, you have to get this game to people's mouths so they can start talking about this game. So when it drops in November, regardless if they have expectations or not, people are satisfied with the purchase of your game. Mm-hmm. Because what's going to happen? They could, you could drop God of War and the Pokemon company could drop another Pokemon, a, something treasure, trailer that somebody gonna mean from that thing and that would be the talk of the week or the weekend yeah. over or, over God of War Ragnarok. Not trying to knock Sony or anything, but y'all got to get the chatting. Y'all mm. got to get the chatting. We can't, I can't even say that for Microsoft because majority of all this stuff been pushed next year. So it's just like, y'all do whatever y'all want to do at this point. Wow. Yeah, so that's 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 what I've been playing. Uh, I I don't know if anything's going to change within the next couple weeks. I'm going to be quite honest with you. Uh, I do. I so I actually like. I looked at Super Mario 3D World last night because I still have those last two levels to beat, <laughs> and I'm like, do I really want to put myself through that right now? And yes. it was like ten thirty at night. I was like, "No, I've, I'm going no. to bed." Bedtime, bedtime. I can understand, but uh, yeah, I would, I would have, I would have, yeah, I would have put it in. Which leads me, are you done, Corey? Did yeah, I'm, I'm done. I just, you know, I, I've been playing a lot of Destiny, and it's really great. 
Yes. So um, I've been playing more Xenoblade 3 doing the side quests. Uh, I still got two more chapters that I need to start working on, but I'm fixing, getting a lot of side quests uh, leveling up. Um, I did start Puzzles and Dragons. That's on the Switch. It's not the 3DS version. This is like the mobile game that came out. It Now, uh, it still plays the same way. It's, it's kind of different um in a way that it looks because it looks like they kind of redid some things like the artwork and, and everything mm-hmm. um i've never played the original puzzles and dragons um so this is my first time playing it and it out of nowhere it literally dropped on switch and everybody was just like wait puzzles and dragons okay i'll pay five dollars or whatever for it and download it and everybody was just confused because it just came out of nowhere there was no press release that this was coming to switch it just showed up um but i kind of want to focus on saints row this is the reboot of the saints row series um we know there was a lot of controversy for it i just finished it today um and i'm going to be doing a review for boss rush and you know i because this is a game that I actually bought before, you know, I didn't get no review co- code or copy or anything like that. This is literally the disc version with any patches and updates and stuff. Um, I didn't experience, I did experience one crash. I didn't experience any of the bugs though that were, that people were talking about and stuff. Um, I was watching Digital Foundry um, breakdown. I think they said which version is which way is the best way to play it. So I I did like the uh, I think it's 30 frames per second with 1440p uh, on it. Uh, they gave me that option, so I played it that way and it was running smoothly. Um, I wasn't really worried about any 60 frames per second stuff like that. Uh, I will say this, and I'm I'm going to say how I truly feel for the review. Um, it's not a bad game. I really enjoyed it. It really felt they took a lot from Saints Row 3 and brought it into this game um, for it. Um, and which is not a bad thing. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's like oh so repetitive, just so boring. Because as for an open world game, this is <laughs> kind of the uh way that open world games are and in fact it's kind of the way that a lot of third person cover based shooters are you know i know some of the complaints where all you do is just go in and just shoot anything i'm like well shoot that's gears of war uh, for all six games <laughs> like what what else do you expect and everything uh, uh what if, <laughs> if y'all gonna give gears of war game of the year for its first first 15 minutes <laughs> this game should be on that same level because yeah, you do a lot of shooting, but there are levels that, uh, which I should enjoy that, um, you got the AI driving. And so you turn it, uh, you got to shoot other vehicles and enemies. So it kind of all in a certain way makes it a shoot em up in a sense. Those was kind of like the best times in the game for me. Um, but there's more and I'm going to break down all of, all of that in the review. But I, I will say I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I think one thing, another thing that I kind of had that I couldn't believe that was in the game that um, there are points where it would lock you out of the main missions. And so you got to meet some requirements to open it, open that mission and go in and do it. 
And I'm just like, okay. So uh, I did those things. I opened up some of those missions and I played it. Um, and there's still some stuff that I got to do. Uh, uh, if I want to, if you want, if I, if I really wanted to 100% it, I think I would probably be at maybe 40 to 50 hours um, total. It's not really a, the, the, if they didn't lock you out and you did certain upgrades on some of the weapons, you probably could get through this game within 15 hours. Um, cause I've, I've been playing it ever since the game released. So it's kind of been like almost a week that I've, that I played this game, uh, on and off because of work and stuff like that. But, uh, I, I, I would say it's a really good game. I, I don't know if people are going to wait for a Black Friday sale or anything, um, but when we get into family news, uh, I'm kind of shocked at, at, about this game. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed Saints Row, but like I said, I'm going to have to be a review ready for, uh, Boss Rush. And you guys will be able to check that out. Um, yeah. And everybody will see what I scored. Um, but that's pretty much it. I could finally now return back to some, well, actually, no. I, I will be returning back to Xenoblade, but I gotta get back into Life is Strange also uh, for Talk the Walk. Um, being getting prepared for that for next well. Um That's going to be an interesting discussion because I remember playing Life is Strange on PS3, um, but I never got to finish the first episode um, with it. So this will be I'm playing the remastered version. So uh, I can't wait to dive in and play all episodes and the DLC uh, back to back. Hmm. So, mm. cool. So. I, I Saints Row is a game that I really want to play, and I was actually kind of excited for. And then, like the entire internet just bashed its face in. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" I uh, think, I think it it kind of got unfairly bashed. Uh, with it because I think people just looked at the reviews, looked at the score, looked at the cons and whatever negative expectations that they have for this game um, I think they feel like the reviews met them so they think it was able to jump and trash on it but people who literally ended up buying it and stuff they were just like I'm having fun with this game yeah uh, I, I I still feel like it's way better than anything in Grand Theft Auto Five. I I've been so I've been like really itching for some sort of like open world ish game to the point where I thought about going back and replaying Cyberpunk at some point. Uh, uh, I don't. Shoot. So. I wonder. I think. I wonder if all my save data would transfer to Series X. Like if I got. I did wonder you, if it, did you play it on, on Xbox One? Yeah. Then I played it should. It's the same okay. save. It's, it's. I didn't know if it did cloud saving. Yeah, it should. Oh. Okay. Because um, I would have to just reinstall the whole game on on Series X, um, and download that patch. That's where and, I. That's where I was, and but I didn't because I was like, well, Destiny's out, and I don't have time to play anything else. I barely have time to play that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, 
So everybody, yeah, check out my Saints Row uh, review coming to Boss Rush later. Later yeah. on, Boss Rush. <laughs> uh, well, Corey, you want to get into some family news? It was weird. I was going to do it's time for family news. Family news. I mean, <laughs> sort uh, of. Uh, uh, well, uh, did you want me to get uh, do the reading? Uh, no, I can do oh. it. Okay. You think I'm incapable of reading the news? No. That that was not even promising. That did not sound promising at all. Well, it's, it's, the news is written by me, so <laughs> I don't know how you go about that. Hmm. I can read. Okay. Let me open it back up. My browser. I had to restart my laptop because it's ancient. Google uh, Drive. Uh, there it is. Okay. Well, I, I'm definitely excited for uh, the Kawabunga collection. I cannot wait to play that. Uh, yeah, be... that'll be what Tuesday. I got a yes. I got a physical copy of it because it's Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyways, okay. So, Nintendo Switch Sports. Uh, we're going to talk about that little ditty here. Nintendo Switch Sports uh, continues to sell on UK charts. In the latest weekly charts in the UK, it seems after four months of being available, Nintendo Switch Sports continues to sell very well. Placing at number three as it dropped from number two last week, the games that are uh, the games that are ahead of it are for Horizon Forbidden West at number two, and with a new entry at number one being Saints Row. I'm shocked at that chart; it's so high. After all yeah, that's that's why I was just like people who were trashing it. I'm like, this game hit number one for the UK. I I want to see what happens in the, in the US. But yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, the chart also includes Mario Kart Eight at four, Animal Crossing at five, Pokemon Legends Arceus at six, uh, Minecraft Grand Turismo Seven, GTA Five, and Lego Star Wars uh, all. In the top 10, uh, how are you feeling about this a chart? And do you think Nintendo's first party is getting stronger? I mean, I just think there's so many units out there that it's impossible to stop. The tr- you could put out, Nintendo could put out poop on a cartridge and it would sell, you know, 2 million copies, it seems like. It's just, the Switch is a powerhouse and, you know, it's... No matter what you put out, not that Nintendo Switch Sports is bad or anything. It's it's quite good. It's just, you know, I don't. I mean, I know people don't think about it the same way they think about Wii Sports, but it's definitely uh, selling. And the funny thing is, is like all these games, Nintendo does not chart digital copies. They just don't chart digital copies. Yeah, which makes them makes it all that much more impressive that these games are continue to sell. You know, because I know a lot of Switch gamers that only play digital games, you know, including me, yes. <laughs> including me. I just buy physical to have it on the shelf <laughs> or, you know, in case there's a 3DS or Wii U situation where the store closes. <laughs> oh, goodness. That, uh, yeah. Which uh, that reminds me, there's a firmware update on this, the Wii U and 3DS today. So should probably update my 3DS. Uh, and my Wii U. I should probably update both. My Wii U is still plugged in. So, 
uh, well, I I know for me, uh, I'm, I'm shocked that uh, Switch Sports uh, is still on there, um, and only in third place. And I know, like like you said, this is uh, physical, but man, still Mario Kart Eight. Animal Crossing New Horizon. At this point, Mario Kart 8 and Horizon and New, uh, Animal Crossing, it don't matter what spots they are in. They are they got a lot of units out. And this just continue to grow. Like, if this is just UK alone, and this is a weekly chart, there that's sales per week of physical copies being shipped to these stores and selling. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> Pokemon Legend of Arceus Man, that's from January. Yeah. We are in all well, Animal and Crossing's that... from last year. Mario Kart's from 2014. Right. So, so them to be so them to be in high numbers still selling, that's that's literally crazy. Like I thought something at something like Elden Ring would still be on it. And it's not. I'm like, whoa, the game of the year that everybody... Well, Elden Ring's also already sold like 20 million copies and has probably sold <laughs> the... Um, the. But, co- but you got to see that's on multiple consoles compared to these games being... No, I, un- on I understand. I understand, but I think it's also understandable why Elden Ring is not there is because it's already sold the copies it's going to sell until it mm-hmm. goes on sale, you know? Because it's, yeah. still, it's still $70, by the way, Elden Ring. Cause I I was looking at it on the Xbox store the other day because I was like, I know a lot of people like this game. I know people that don't like Souls games really like this game. Is this the one that would drag me in? Even though I've been not so high on it the it, on podcasts recently, but also it's still seventy dollars, and I'm like, Ugh. you know what? Maybe if it's like thirty dollars on Black Friday, maybe I'll get it. I, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm just shocked at this, you know, mm-hmm. um, with, with, the, and, and I know me and Luke, uh, from, uh, his podcast, um, uh, we was, uh, uh, EXP, um, or XCP, sorry about that, um, that we was talking about the strength of first party, and I just think Nintendo's is just the strongest one out of out of everybody. I'm like to have games that you are still selling, even on a weekly basis, that you are still on the list of Mario Kart Eight has been on that list since the release of the Switch, and I'm kind of the Wii U stuff uh, on the Switch, and it's still like in between the four to six range. That's a lot of copies just for one continent that that game is selling. But if this is also doing numbers in Japan and doing numbers in America, like if we was able to put like Famitsu in the NPD and the UK, and and that one game, or even in Animal Crossing, if we was able to see those two games on there from their original release day, that is insane of the numbers that that game is doing, that those mm-hmm. games are doing. And I don't know what other first-party title has been able to do anything like that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Look, it's just, it's, those are, it's just a powerhouse, and I don't, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. Dude, Super Mario, new Super Mario Brothers on Wii was like on the NPD for for months. Also, on I know. Wii. 
and it's now hard to find ironically if you mm-hmm. want to like you can find the ones in the little square sleeves all you want right but like yes. that game is super hard to find in the red case that it used to come in you know yep <laughs> my mom has it by the way i have a mario 25th anniversary for we sealed and it's not worth squat so oh wow because i thought about getting rid of it because all those games are on the switch and i'm mm-hmm. like i don't I don't need this. <laughs> like I don't get me wrong. I really like having nice collector's editions and like, you know, hey, this is nice. This is a nice kind of tribute. Whatever. The Mario twenty fifth anniversary edition is crap. That is, they did they did zero work on that thing. Zero. They put the they dumped the Super Nintendo ROM of Mario All Stars onto the disc and they're like we're done nice here's 50 bucks (laughs) so man that thing is that thing is so bad i do not recommend anyways what were we talking about oh i do want that destiny collector's edition it's 150 bucks oh lie yeah for the store you can only buy it on the bungee store what is what's the collection just a game no, it's 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 the like it comes with some lore, uh, small lore books, and it comes with uh, Elsie's uh, Puka companion, the little fish ghost from Beyond Light. You know, the little fish ghost, not ghost from Beyond Light. Mm-hmm. And it's a lamp, so you can like turn it on and off. It's cool. Lauren and Stephanie made fun of me last week because I couldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> like. They weren't like making fun of me in terms of like you're an idiot, but I could just see them staring at me and like I felt I felt their like I, f- I felt their eyes just gazing into my soul and crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> like if you don't start talking to move on. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, but it's a little fish lamp and it's got lights and you can turn it on and off. And, like, I think at one point one of them said, yeah, that's what lamps do. <laughs> just like, <laughs> that sounds like Stephanie would say. <laughs> I'm like, but you don't understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, but I'm surprised about this chart. Definitely with Saints Row being number one. But I'm just like, that is a new game. So that's kind of to be expected um, at this time. Will it stay as number one? Nintendo has a chance to take the top spot, though. So we shall see. I think if Saints Row drops, I think Ninja Turtles could take it until Splatoon 3. I think Splatoon 3 is really going to oh, take them. Splatoon 3 is going to crush everything. Splatoon 3 is going to crush literally everything. Everything. So. Yeah. Oh, and just to give everybody a heads up, me and Cray did not play the Splatfest. Uh, this weekend like we said no. that we were really busy and we just didn't have time um but hopefully i could get grayson on after splatoon 3 is actually released and uh we all talk about it uh when it comes so hmm. the embargoes are up and the reviews are in tmnt the cowboy collection is standing at 85 on metacritic and has received a lot of eights and nines across the board a lot of positive, a uh, lot of positives have been reported in the reviews. With only the, with uh, only the online for certain games and not and uh, 
still, it's great to see that this collection has been treated with care, and we here at Boss Rush cannot wait to experience the game. Does this make you feel relieved and excited to play this game? Can we expect more from Konami with the Turtles in the foreseeable future? So I saw, I saw somebody say that this is the way that all retro collections should be. And uh, which makes it even more excited. Yes. Um, I think it was actually Nintendo Life. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, because Nintendo Life gave it a 9. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to read their headline because it was really nice. But, Ed, are you are you excited to check this out? Oh, here it is. Sorry. Nintendo Life said that this is the new gold standard for retro compilations. Yeah, Digital Eclipse did, uh, Konami and Digital Eclipse did it. Really, Digital Eclipse did a lot of the work um, for it. But, uh, yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, I could have been shady, so I'm not going to be shady to a certain game that came out last year uh, that was a certain connection that people... Um, still haven't really received the fixed version of it. Uh, but I'm excited for this. I'm definitely, I can't wait to play, um, the Game Boy, like the third game, Ninja Turtles, because I never got to play it. And, uh, Manhattan Project, I never got to play. So I'm excited to really experience it. I cannot wait to run through Hyperstone High with you, Corey. Um, and we have to play Hyperstone Heist online. We 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 got to do, um, because yes. I would I would love to go to that game, uh, and talk about it, kind of find a play in in a little bit because I know that me and you both beat it on our in our own terms, like on our own platforms, uh, but I never got to play it two player, uh, mm-hmm. and I would love to see how that goes. And everything. Yeah. Oh. I want to play Hyperstone Heist really bad. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. You have no yes. idea how excited I am for Hyperstone Heist. It's, uh, Hyperstone Heist is the, I think everybody is just sleeping on Ninja Turtles at this point on that game. And I think everybody's going in Turtles in Time first in the arcade version of two. Um, so, yeah, it's I. I mean, I'm excited to play Hyperstone Heist. I think I'm excited to play Tournament Fighters, as well. Yes, which could be cool. Um, and the fact that you're getting like 13 or 14 games for 40 bucks is a great deal. I think it's a great deal. <laughs> These oh games, yes. But I'm also like super biased towards Ninja Turtles. I mean, if this collection was a hundred dollars, <laughs> I would probably pay for it. Uh, oh, everybody probably be paying for it, and so it, it's, it is so weird. Well. And it's so weird because everybody was just like, "Yeah, I'm buying it for Switch." So I would love to see how it does on Xbox or PlayStation, but I think a lot of people are going to be getting this game because I don't know if it's, if it's doing a midnight drop digitally for Switch. Um, I don't, I don't know that exactly, actually. But a lot of people are planning to buy this. Buy it physically, um, yeah. for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Yes. Give me, give me all that turtles. Give me the turtle loving. Do you think? Do you think this game would end up as a game of the year nomination? 
I I doubt it. I don't know. I I doubt it. I mean, it's a nice collection, but Mm -hmm. I doubt that it's going to be anything like... This is people who are nostalgic, right? It's not like... I, I don't think it's... I think for a lot of gamers who are new to gaming, who never got to play all the NES and Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, or even the arcades. For a lot of that, a lot of, the, I feel like for a majority of this collection, it's going to be new to a lot of people. If you're nostalgic and you play these games, yes, you can't wait to like relive it. But I think for new people who started with their PlayStation or even Xbox genre of gaming, and they want to see why everybody's excited for it, everything is going to be new to them. And, and you know, and so that's my I I think that's my idea that's going to happen is that a lot of stuff for people who are new to gaming, all of this is going to be new to them yeah. and everything. Yeah. So we'll see. Ninja Turtles, can't wait! I'm excited. Yes. I'm so excited for the Ninja Turtles. Speaking of not Ninja Turtles, uh, the Splatoon, first Splatoon Splatfest was this weekend. And people seem to have really enjoyed it. Uh, The Splatfest was Rock, Paper, Scissors. I would have really liked to have played it, but I was just too busy doing other things like Destiny and visiting friends at a wedding. And uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors, all three went into battle in the demo version of Splatoon 3 with a big surprise. Rock came out with a hard-hitting win. The demo allowed people to try new weapons and maps in the newest mode, the Tricolor Turf 4, where three teams of four go at it to cover the map with uh, all of their ink. Let me tell you, did not know you could get 12 players in a a map like that. That's cool. Uh, I think that really changes up the dynamic, you know, because, I mean, Mm -hmm. even in games like halo or call of duty or uh gears of war anything competitive it's always like a one team versus one team you know and uh to have a 1v1v1 is super interesting or 4v4v4 is super interesting yeah Uh, i i said that especially the way that nintendo does their multiplayer Yes, I kind of said that I want Power Block to go against the Nintendo Pass Pals and Nintendo Donome, uh in a tricolor war. I mean, that'd be cool. That'd be super cool. Uh, we get we get Grayson though. Sorry. Guys. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I told Grayson that I was just like, uh, we are snagging you. We would need one more person, and then the Nintendo Pass could get two other people. Uh, Nintendo Domain can get their people, uh, and we just go and we just do like a three way podcast battle. It's just literally heavy ball. I think that's gonna be a lot that people are gonna be watching online. Like uh, people are streaming it, uh, and getting anticipated and hyped to see who wins. I think it's gonna be a lot of laughs and everything, but I feel like it's gonna be really fun. And definitely, if their online stru- Nintendo's online structure really holds up. Like, there's not really no problems and stuff. I cannot wait to see that. See how that goes. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I, I'm, man, I just, I feel like it's coming out at a weird time. 
because I really, I really want to play it, but also I'm just <sighs> playing other things, you know. So we'll see. Other things mean in Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> what else would it be? Um. So yeah, Splatoon. It's it's, yeah. it's cool. Oh, and just to let you guys know, Team Pepper came in second and Team Scissor came in third. Mm. Who would you would who would you who would you gonna go for? Uh, I was gonna go for Rock. I mean, I don't know. Probably, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Paper. Does I win? Boo. So that leads us to our next story where Nintendo has already started banning Splatoon 3 cheaters. Uh, Splatoon 3 has anti-cheat in place. Uh, I'm just reading the Nintendo Life story where they kind of quote quoted Oatmeal Dome, uh, who is a Nintendo kind of, what would you say, insider, leaker, informant he- type person kind of like a da- uh, data miner like so he yeah uh he's well known being a nintendo data miner so yeah so splatoon has anti-cheat in place nintendo's beginning to issue console bans possibly total bans from nso to players with who modified the game uh i won't be going into much detail how it works since anti-cheat relies on security through obscurity uh one particular patch uh that was being shared around lets you Enter the testing range early. It appears to be the most popular ban. Given how Splatoon 2 was also able to detect these patches, this is completely unsurprising. Not sure why people thought this was okay to try. So don't cheat, everybody. Don't cheat. It's bad for you. Wow. That's... <laughs> like why would you want to cheat in a demo I don't understand why people want to cheat in the first place it's just like why I mean I get it like something like GTA where you turn on like infinite ammo and rockets and all this stuff right that's different but in like a multiplayer centric game why would you do that to yourself you know they want because people think that if they cheat they can stay at a ranking mm-hmm. you know um, and have an advantage in the game because I you don't. I feel like when you cheat in a multiplayer game of this statue, um, it really makes you look weak, and it's not fun for all the people who are playing the game the way that it was intended. So, like, what's what's the purpose of you cheating to stay on to stay have a top priority, or do you feel like that's the best way to play the game or anything? Because I'm like. Man, getting your whole console banned, your NSO banned, mm-hmm. that's to a point where, shoot, your your subscription or the, your, the use of the system is not even, like, possible or anything. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, uh, don't cheat. It's bad for you. It's bad yes. for you. <laughs> uh... All right, Ed, so that's that's all the news we got. Like I said, scraping the bottom of the barrel and really uh, struggling. So, yeah. 
Well, everybody, it's time for Doc Mode. In a recent interview with Bloomberg, Phil Spencer talked a bit about gaming, uh, about gamers seeing less and less exclusive in the near future. He quotes, it is something we're just going to see less and less. Maybe you happen in your household on an Xbox and I buy a PlayStation and our kids want to play together and they can't because we bought the wrong piece of plastic to plug into our television. So for, to do, for tonight's doc mode, is feel right? And does this apply to Nintendo? Also, if we do see less and less exclusives, will people flock more to Nintendo for their, for their exclusives? Lastly, where does that put time exclusive and Game Pass exclusives at? You ready to leave Black Ages? Let's go! So, Corey, mm-hmm. hearing, hearing this quote... um. Do you agree with them in a sense? I mean, part of me is just like, well, Xbox doesn't really have any exclusives coming out anytime soon. So I don't, uh, you know, that was my internal joke, uh, which is obviously false. They do, right? They're just not coming for a while. But I don't really know. I mean, exclusive is such a broad term at these mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point where it doesn't really mean what it used to mean right like everything's coming to pc you know xbox has game pass on pc they are on steam right like i think in terms of what he's saying like i think he wants xbox to be everywhere and anywhere that it can be you know and whoever will cooperate uh you know, obviously Xbox made a big splash by go- putting their games on Steam and PC stuff and cloud gaming and Samsung TVs. And I mean, it would, there would be a curated version of Game Pass on Switch and PlayStation if Nintendo and Sony allowed it. You know, like I think, I think Phil just wants the Xbox brand everywhere. It doesn't matter, you know, where you're playing. It's, they want that engagement. They want those people spending the money on, DLC and battle passes and, you know, new cars for Forza, new skins for Halo and new operations for Gears and, and you know, whatever else is coming, right? Like, they want that stuff. Uh, and it doesn't matter where they, where people get it. Of course, they'd like it on their, on their Xbox platforms, right? Because they would get, you know, all of the money instead of 70% of it. But at the same time, uh, money is money and you get it where you get it. And I think right now Sony is kind of slowly seeing that right with Mm -hmm. putting their games on, on PC and yeah, they're not day and date like Xbox is right. Like they, they still believe in a premium product out first on their box, but these games are coming and God of war has sold a ton on PC. Spider-Man has sold a ton on PC uh, people are anxiously waiting Uncharted on PC. And, and so I think in a way, the way he says it and the way that these this article is positioning it, I don't know if you read the article or the interview where this was from, right? It like that's just a, a headline grabber of a statement, right? But if you go in and listen and see like what he means is like he wants the Xbox brand wherever he can get it, you know, and uh if that includes the PlayStation if that includes Switch at some t- point down the road then yeah maybe there is a curated version of Game Pass but uh it's available everywhere else 
you know, cloud Xbox cloud gaming is available on your phone right now and you can play whatever you want. Is it great? Uh, it's serviceable. It's just service. <laughs> it's serviceable in some areas. Uh, not my preferred way of playing games. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't play Halo Infinite on your phone. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. But, you know, overall, I think it's a decent way to play certain games, single-player games, and strategy and RPG-type games. I still prefer a dedicated handheld. Like, I'm shocked that Sony is not making another dedicated handheld specifically because of the popularity of the Switch, you know? Mm -hmm. But we'll see. There's that rumor that Microsoft is developing a cloud-based handheld with a, like, you know, special technology that is kind of uh, hones in on the cloud gaming stuff, and that's fine. Uh, but my thing is also, like, you look at the Steam Deck. Look how popular the Steam Deck is. Like, shockingly, surprisingly popular. It's, it's popular because people come mod stuff on it. That, but that's the thing that you you really can't do that on there. I mean, you can because it's like it's a computer, but like people want their games on the go, man. People want to play games in a handheld form, which is which is fine. But I uh, this is I'm, I'm going to let that one go because I, I I have recycled my my opinion about the Steam Deck. Uh, and so I'm just going to let that be what it needs to be. My thing so. is, is the Steam Deck is popular, whether you think it is or not. It's popular. People want not, people want not, the games that you can't get on Switch on the go, right? I'm, people I'm, are playing God of War. People are playing Spider-Man. People are playing Jedi Fallen Order on their which, Steam Deck. Which is which is fine, which, I, which is cool, great, uh, which I agree that that's happening. But... A lot of people have used their Steam Deck for other measures when it's not supposed to be used that way. Well, yeah, I mean, and, people and are val- using it as emulator, an emulator box, or they're modding it so they can put Game Pass on it, right? But like the fact is, they left it open so people could do that, and I think, you know, that's that's why Vita was, you know, I mean, that's why the PSP was super popular, right? It was easy to hack mm-hmm. open. Not that Sony wanted it to be, but you know, you look at the Steam Deck and you can swap back and forth between the modded version and the not modded version. You can put emulators on there, which is cool. Like, I think people, uh, especially games that you can't play any other way, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think the Steam Deck is doing a lot of cool things. And like I said, once they get some sort of anti-cheat thing on there, and if that's a viable way to play Destiny, then I will be getting one, you know? what well, well, well... Like I said, that's another discussion I will rather have on something else about it because of my of what my viewpoint and my opinion about the Steam Deck. So I'll let that be what it needs to be. Okay I'm not be saying wrong, that Ed. I'm not saying that it's it's not popular, but I feel like it's popular for the wrong reasons. It's popular for different reasons. Uh so I think I think that what Phil Spencer is saying is that the you know what Xbox is doing is something 
it's funny because what Xbox is doing is what the other two companies should be doing, right? Like, I mean, especially in terms of backwards compatibility and the way old games run. And, you know, I mean, if if PlayStation put half the amount of effort into backwards compatibility that Xbox was putting in, Xbox would mm-hmm. be toast, right? Like, I, th- I feel like so many people, because that nostalgia is there. I don't think there's really a nostalgia for anything on Xbox except for Halo. And, you know, I mean, yeah fable you could go there or knights of the republic which is getting a remake supposedly maybe someday from someone uh <laughs> perfect perfect dark but you know that started out in Nintendo. like I, I feel like i feel like their efforts are awesome and i i want people who are nostalgic for the xbox brand to be happy with their xboxes right like i yeah I, I think preserving old games is cool. I wish the other two companies, Nintendo included, would do a better job of preserving their legacy, you know? And NSO is a great it's a great step in the right direction, right? I think but, I think with Nintendo it's just like we we somewhat did preserve it when we had backwards in a different format. When it was uh physically format for backwards compatibility and xbox and sony was late to the game now that we have changed our media and you know preservation is different xbox when they see how popular it was it was just like well if all our stuff most of our games are digitally we got it on our store so all you really need to do all we need to do is figure out how how that works and bam, transfer it. Because Xbox is late to the party with backwards compatibility. They've been late for it for two whole generations for when Nintendo was doing it, or three whole generations if you want to count the DS. Um, and I'm not knocking Xbox about that. I'm not trying to knock them for it. But when backwards compatibility in physical form was very popular, and you know Nintendo was doing it, you guys for xbox they had the ability to do it you cannot tell me you are a soft hardware and software company who have all of this technology and all of these programmers and y'all cannot figure out backwards compatibility there's no possible way a company in japan is able to do it even though it's physical and y'all not able to do it digitally y'all y'all led the online uh or not, not led. Y'all was dominant with the online structure of gaming, so there should have been a way for that to happen. PlayStation, I don't even know what they was doing. They were trying, still trying to figure out the blue cell, the blue chip, the the cell chip. <laughs> they were trying to figure how to get that to run on. I PS3. mean, Sony figured it out on the PlayStation Three, and nobody else could, right? I mean, that was the thing. Yes. And my thing is, is like I. It's funny because, like, some of the stuff that I've been hearing about the PlayStation uh, emulation of PlayStation 3 games is that the way emulation is going to have to work to run, get those games to run natively is that each game is going to have to be packed with its own emulator tuned to that game. Right? That's crazy. That's, that's, that's what I've heard from uh, Moore's Law is Dead. I don't know if you know that YouTube channel. Uh, I heard of it. He does a lot of tech stuff uh, Mm -hmm. specifically around. They have like a whole section on PlayStation tech and he went into PlayStation backwards compatibility and like, yeah, they have games running from PlayStation three and running really well, but they have to go through each game individually. And they said like native PlayStation three games 
might might be ready by PlayStation 6. Dang. Which is like, you know, if this generation goes as long as the last one, what, six years away at least? Mm-hmm. Because each game has to be packed with its own emulator. Because each game uses the cell processor differently. For first person or just every game? Every game like, uses the cell processor differently. That's interesting. Every studio tuned their game to the cell processor differently. You know, like to the point where like the Uncharted trilogy used the cell processor differently than The Last of Us. So like Naughty Dog can't even go in and tune its own games. Like they can't say, oh, well, here's the Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 native PS3 version. By the by the way, just buy the PlayStation 4 versions of those games. But, all right, those games, it's a lot better. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? True. Like They can even do the Jack and Daxter collection. And even though the Jack, Jack and Daxter games that came on PS2, you can't. You couldn't even. They couldn't even use the PS3 versions if that was the case. But that's so that's that what I'm saying though. Is like it's crazy to to look at and be like, man, I just I. And that was supposed to be the most powerful chip of a cell processor. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's. I don't know. I I. I but again. Right, that's where Microsoft made the right move. Is where, like, so my thing has always been like, in terms of game, like games, right? Like, yeah, there's some really interesting technology out there. It's it's the same way that VR works right now, right? Mm-hmm. Where like, it's such cool technology, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you compare the PlayStation Three and the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Yeah, the Xbox 360's architecture probably a little less powerful, except that it had more RAM inside, right? Yeah. So, like, it allowed games to run better and whatever. The architecture was a little bit more simple. The architecture was a little easier to work with. So, the games came to Xbox 360 first, you know? And the cell processor did some really cool stuff, right? You look at Uncharted, amazing. You look at Infamous, like the games that utilized it, utilized it well. God of War 3, what an amazing looking game. What an amazing running game. Mm-hmm. But then you look at Bioshock, didn't come for, what, 14 months, I think? You look at Mass Effect. I think so, yeah. Now, granted, I know that that was like a Microsoft actually, I, deal thing. So- but so we're, we're, before you go before Bioshock, I think it wasn't planned for PlayStation Three. It, I mean, it wasn't because the PlayStation Three was so hard to work with. And I, I knew it was a Xbox Three Sixty game because Game Informer did the cover story. For yeah, it. well, when it the thing when it came to PlayStation Three was that it, like when you beat the game, it had the trailer for Bioshock Two. Right, but, but also it didn't run nearly as well. So. Right. I just didn't know that it was planned for PlayStation 3 until, I guess, like you said, like a year and a couple of months later. Because uh, I, don't, I don't even remember when it got announced for PlayStation 3, but I knew, found out that it was coming to that system. Uh, I mean, it. The, I mean, but the thing is, is like you saw games come to the PlayStation later because of the cell processor, or you mm-hmm. saw games get delayed 
because they wanted the games to come out at the same time, but they couldn't figure out how to get to run on the PlayStation, you know, which is why the PlayStation 4 went to X, uh, x86 architecture and simplified the console. And look what the Xbox One did. They made everything super complicated, right? Voice commands. You have to have your Connect hooked up, right? Uh, you have to have your disc, like, whatever, right? Look at the PlayStation. It's so simple. It's $100 cheaper. Of course it's going to sell more because it simplified the technology and put it out cheaper and didn't overcomplicate things like Xbox, you know, which is another probably another reason why the Wii U didn't sell very well, you know? Oh, man, dual screen experience. Guess what? Nobody really wants that, you know? And but so, the thing of, but, but that, was a, that was the time of the era that when people were on, when, when a company was on their high horse, when their next console came out, there was that place expectation that they were going to do well. Now, Nintendo, I could, I could say with going from Wii to Wii U, I think Nintendo was just like, we want to innovate. We're not, I think they were still into their casual mode of thing, uh, but they weren't like, we, we're doing this for power. We're doing, no, we just want to change the way that you experience games. We don't want, we, we want to kind of change it up, do something different. And yes, of course, people didn't want that or people didn't expect that, but it was something new. You know, it, it was something that people was just like, was forcing people out of, out of their comfort level of gaming. It's not time for you to sit down with a controller and just play a game and stuff. We want, we want you to be interactive and we want you to really like be like be in the game and stuff. This is a new way of playing. I think that was Nintendo's idea. But look at like with Sony went from PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3. PlayStation 2 sold so well that their place expectations was just like people are already going to buy PlayStation 3 just by our tech standards. And then look at X look at Xbox because 360 was so well, popular the thing... they placed that same expectation <laughs> with Xbox One. Yeah, but you also look at the PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3. The architecture inside the PlayStation 3 was super different. Yeah. It was also three times, two what, double the price at least. And yeah. then you look at the Xbox 360, simplified architecture inside, sold, they broke even at what, 300 is what it came out at? 350? I think so. I think with I think it was hard drive. I think it was 350 and 250, like the arcade edition came out at 250. Yeah, Something and like I think that. the yeah, because I think the uh was it thirty two gig for the three fifty? Yeah, because I, I think it had I a hard drive. Or it was like twenty. That. I think the the hard drive was twenty. Anyway, 20. my point yeah. is, is like the PlayStation came out at six hundred dollars. You really think that your premium price tag is going to, you know, your name is gonna outweigh the price of your console? No. That's but but it's that's not. what so, but that's what Sony thought and Microsoft did the same thing that's because our system is popular from name alone we're going to sell probably almost the same or pass that amount where our next console it happened to all three platforms Whoa. it did it from Wii to Wii U it did it from PS2 to PS3 and it did it from 360 to Xbox One all of them 
with their next platform came out, regardless of sales, it came out looking bad for those companies. That's why we have Switch. That's why we end up having PlayStation 4. That's why we end up having Series X. You know, we got away from Doc Boy, everybody, so I do apologize. No, it's it's fine, but, like, I think, like, where the we like, and then you have something innovative like the Switch, which, like, you talk about what Xbox did, right, with the Connect, always connected, voice commands, whatever, mm-hmm. right? You look at the Wii U, the dual screen experience, which was really hard for developers to kind of, you know, especially third parties to, like, put extra work into making that controller do extra functions, right? Give it to Ubisoft. They did some pretty interesting things with uh, Zombie U and Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs, right? They tried, right? I always give mm-hmm. it credit to Ubisoft for trying something with the Switch, yeah. right? They always do something, or with Nintendo, they always try something unique and different, uh, at least for the first couple years or whatever. But then, and you, obviously PlayStation 3, the cell architecture, but I mean, look at PlayStation 5. It's doing the same thing. It's it's five hundred fifty dollars in most or whatever in most countries now they've raised the price, which is super interesting. With Xbox having a box that is three hundred dollars and you know less than that in most cases, the Series S I saw it for two twenty nine the other day on some deal, some deal of the day or whatever. Well, because and, they know I, they they know that. I think it's kind of cheaper to get out than the Series X is. Well, yeah, in a sense. It uh, is, but my, I mean, but my point is, is like you look at something like the Switch. What was Nintendo's problem? They were trying to do too much with two different consoles that, with technology that people that it was fad technology, right? Like the three D, the three D and the three DS is is what you would call fad technology right? Mm-hmm. It's super interesting for about an hour, right? And then how many people turn the 3D off on their system? Almost everybody, to the point where they put out a version of the console without the 3D, TDS. you know? Which I have, and it's awesome. You look at the Wii U. What was the big draw of the Wii U? Dual screen experience. When iPads came out, what was the big fad technology? You turn on this Disney movie, you download the Disney app, and you can have dual screen technology because what do you want to do when a movie is playing? Look down. Sure. Guess what? You don't see dual screen technology anymore, do you? So guess what? They, the, they put, no, I'm not done. Not done. I was the, about the Disney thing. The, the, other thing. Th- the other thing, well, I mean, it was across the board, right, with like Hulu and Netflix try to do it. Yeah. Amazon was a big one too with the IMDb stuff. Uh, but the Wii U, the other thing it did really well that people don't give it enough credit for because you couldn't take it more than 15 feet from the console was playing games in handheld mode while the TV was on, right? Playing games on the screen. So what did Nintendo do? They took the best of their, of their handheld line and what the Wii U did so well, and they put it into a console that made sense. The Wii, the Switch makes sense. That is technology that makes sense. Look how popular it is. Why? Because they didn't fudge up the marketing, and they made mm-hmm. one product that made sense, and everybody loves Nintendo games. 
So yeah, but Nintendo, but like I said, but Nintendo at least we can admire Nintendo because they try to be innovative. They try to do something different. They, I feel like even after Iwata passed away, that they weren't trying to be on their high horse, uh, saying this next system is going to be the one we got their expectation that people are going to buy. I I still feel like Nintendo at least they try to do something different in gaming, and yes. It did lead up to what the Switch is now. And I think that's the thing, kind of going back into the exclusive talk with Phil Spencer, is that for me personally, I don't see that it's going, you know, it's going to be less and less. Because I feel like the exclusives that you're talking about, you're applying that to your first party stuff. You're not applying it to anybody else. That's that's what I was trying to say, though, is that statement was taken out of context, right? And of course, PlayStation is never going to put their games on Xbox right mm-hmm. nintendo's never going to put their games on playstation there's too much a there's too much bad blood between those two companies to where they're not just not going to work together ever but you know it's it, it's just a sense of like i think he feels like maybe games someday will get to the point where we treat them like blu-rays or dvds right where like you can just mm-hmm. buy a generic box and play these games whatever games you want and play them that way right i think that's what he was kind of getting at which i at some point i think we will get there but it's not going to be anytime soon right there's going to be a playstation 6 and a playstation 7 probably there's going to be an iteration on the xbox there's going to be an uh, you know nintendo is always going to stay in their own lane and do whatever they want right so there's always going to be a new nintendo console coming out at some point uh but i think his head is in the right space you know, with that statement. And I think he truly believes that someday we will get there and how Xbox is running their business. Now, I think he truly believes that Xbox will be there and I think they will be there first, you know? So, but see, I think with Xbox is that I feel like the reason why he's saying this is because that you game pass has been so successful because it is everywhere that to him exclusives don't mean anything you know because you we got our games on the service that you could play in almost on most devices that goes out so we're not even thinking about our very first um first party because i'm sorry microsoft you're you don't have enough first party that's strong enough for this comment not to be made because the thing about it is is that you have to put your games now as a first party, you know, where Microsoft being first party in this video game system for the Xbox ecosystem, you have to put your games on Game Pass so people can play them. They're not going out to buy your, buy these games like they are going out to buy like Nintendo in a sense, you know. Well, I you, mean, but that's because Xbox has Game Pass, right? People are... Right, that's people what, are, that's what I... That's what I'm saying. They because yeah. of the service yeah. that they have. But, but people are still buying PlayStation games, you know, in droves. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they have what two twenty million sellers, I think, and they have a ton of ten million sellers, which is great. You know, I think. Yeah. But like, here's the thing: the more games everybody sells, the more great games they get to make, and the more great games we get to play. You know, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, I I think with Nintendo uh, and the reason I feel like this doesn't kind of apply to them is that 
yes, they are making their own first party exclusives, but they do go to other developers to make exclusive games for them. They're fitting the bill. And people know that if I don't get this game, and I think that's the thing, probably, probably why I feel Spencer may not see it the way that Nintendo or probably myself even see it, is that if you don't get this game for this Nintendo platform at the time of, uh, time of release or anything, trust me, it's going to be hard to find. With Microsoft, they're just like, yeah, we got our system. We, now, because of Game Pass, we got our game on that service. All you need to do is sign up, pay us a monthly fee, and you get to enjoy it as long as you pay us until you go and buy that game. Because if you do it digitally, you do risk of it being unplayable because the license might get taken away and you can't play it again. I don't know how that works. But if you got it physically, you can load it up and play the game. And I I think because you're not seeing a lot of exclusive physicals from Microsoft, that I think that's why you're going to see less and less kind of from Phil Spencer's point of view and everything. Nintendo, they're going to have their exclusives. We're going to pay you as a company to make a game for us. Mm-hmm. And guess, and hopefully that people go out and, and buy because look what happened to Xenoblade. Xenoblade came out even though it's it's definitely exclusive to Nintendo because they own Monolith Soft. The game came out. People, you know, whether people was just like, eh, I'll probably get it later on, depending. Then that then the Smash characters came out for Xenoblade Chronicles two, and everybody started trying to look for that game physically. Even though it was there digitally to buy, people went out for the physical version and could not find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so I, I just, I don't think we're going to see less and less. If we do see less and less, I think it's going to be more on Xbox on platform than anybody else in our thing. Yeah. I mean, to me, to me, like I think, I think game Xbox games would already be on other platforms. I mean, we see it with Switch a little bit, right? But like, Sony doesn't want you logging into your Xbox Live account on a PlayStation console, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the thing, and Microsoft makes you do that. You know, you see that on Switch with Minecraft, and uh, do you have to sign in for Ori or Cuphead? I think Cuphead you have to. Like, there are certain games that Microsoft has on the switch that you have to sign into your Xbox live account. And, you know, I think that makes Uh sense. I think that makes sense for them. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I just think, you know, with all these, uh, accounts and ecosystems that you need to be invested in, Sony definitely doesn't want you to do that. And Nintendo is like, that's Minecraft, whatever, you know, like, (laughs) I think with Mark, I think with Nintendo or Microsoft, they've been in such a good position. I think Nintendo has kind of changed their way of thinking about gaming. Just like we want to work as we want to work with many people as we can, and if we could go and work with Microsoft, we don't feel like Microsoft is a competition to us. That's why we chose to work more with them than we do with Sony. Now. With the Sony thing, Sony and Nintendo, it may be some of those CEOs back from Yamauchi Day. I don't know if they're still alive or how that all went down. But I think if all of that stuff changed at Nintendo in the near future, Nintendo, I feel like in the future, will be willing to work with Sony. I've always said that I could see Sony and Nintendo working together for Sony to make their next sound chip for for their next console. Cause that's all that's 
that's really what Nintendo only did with Sony is they went with for the Super Nintendo. They went with Sony because they had the best sound. That's the only reason why they went with Sony. And so I could see that relationship just be like, hey, you guys produce some of the still produce some of the great sound. Can we get a customized sound chip from you guys? Now, how that goes about, I really don't know. But that's what they I feel like Nintendo would reach out to. If Nintendo reached out to Sony for the sound, I if, uh, people would be like, okay, Nintendo reach out to Microsoft for online. Can you see Nintendo next system or a couple of systems in the near future uh, before we pass away or anything? that they work with those two other companies to make their stuff for their console. And if Microsoft be like, yeah, okay, we'll do your online, but then can we also add this? And then Nintendo said, yes, then bam. You might see Game Pass on another Nintendo console because Microsoft is helping Nintendo doing their online. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, Nintendo's online is a different story for another day. Uh, <laughs> but that's what I said for the future. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, anyways. So, sorry, right? If we got off for our talk mode. No, who cares? Look, they're in it. They're in it already. They don't need. <laughs> uh. So, uh, and and I think that's why I put lastly, where does that put time exclusives and Game Pass exclusives at? Um, uh, I think for the time exclusives, I don't think that's going away anytime soon because just a time exclusive is just that instead of for a time, and then they'll hit different platforms or whatever. Um, yeah. And like Game Pass exclusives, I'm like, uh, nobody saves the world. I'm like, look at that. That was an exclusive to Microsoft Game Pass before mm-hmm. it hit anything else. Yeah. Like, I think you could buy it on the store. Uh, compared to it hit anybody else, but like nobody was able to play that game on any other platform, you know. And if, if more games like that happen on Game Pass, you know what? What if Outriders just like you only could play? You could buy this game physically or digitally only on Xbox because of Game Pass, or you could just play the game on Game Pass. And it's not coming to no other platform until at least Game Pass. I mean, that's what they try to do, though, right? I mean, that most of their players came to Xbox because it was free, <laughs> you know. Well, it was it was on it was available on that on that service if you had it. So you really got to play the game for cheap. You didn't get to play it for free. You yeah, paid for the but service still. I mean, that's still something. Yeah, it's still something. I mean, I played that's I, I played it that. for free. I mean, I ended up buying it because I liked the game so much. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I paid my sixty dollars for it. I paid so. my thirty dollars for it. Well, I bought it brand new when it came out. I bought it brand new also because it was digital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for how many months after it came out? Like three, four, something mm-hmm. of that nature. <laughs> Shut up. What? I bought it. Okay, that's more than 80% of its other players. That is true. Oh, goodness. Uh, well, Corey, should we get into question block? 
Oh yeah, I forgot we gotta do that still. Uh so question block timestamp. Oh my gosh. Uh question block. Remember you can tweet at Nintendo Powerblock at gmail.com or you can wait. You can email us at Nintendo Powerblock at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at Powerblock Podcast. Wow. Uh your question for the podcast. So our first question comes from uh, Fine Time Podcast. They say, who do you think is the mystery company acquired by the Embracer Group? Um, uh, can I read the tweet? Uh, so this comes from... Wario why didn't 64. you include the whole thing here, Ed? Because hmm? it's a long tweet. Just copy and paste it. Wario 64 said Embracer has entered into agreement to acquire another company within PC slash console gaming that for commercial reasons is not disclosed the purchase price for this undisclosed acquisition is in the range of being among either third or fourth largest of the transactions so Corey third or who did you think well how much did they pay for the Tolkien rights because that makes a lot of that makes a difference i wonder if it's platinum to have a japanese company another japanese company Mm. that's my thought i think it's platinum platinum needs money embracer is buying they're begging to be bought obviously nobody else wants them so i think it's riot games no that dude riot's way too big for embracer to buy for them to have the to third be or the fourth, third or the f- big, third fourth biggest, dude, they didn't. They haven't spent. Dude, Riot Games is worth like billions of dollars. Yes, but they for, all, something to, for them to be the third or fourth highest acquisition of the latest acquisitions, mm-hmm. no, no way. I I think because it said PC and console, and for commercial reasons, that's only thing I can't think of is is. Is that yes? Even though they are putting their games on Xbox, and I, it kind of feels to me that it it, it could be. Uh, that's why I say it could be Riot Games because they now are just putting games on console, which is only on, on Xbox right now. Do Game Pass, um, but I could see more of their games coming to other platforms and stuff. Yes, and they are in P. Are they are doing PC? But to see it, but. To, but not to see that Embracer Group haven't brought Riot games or anything for the biggest one. Platinum doesn't have enough games for a PC. Because it's what? Vanquish, Bayonetta 1. It doesn't need to be that, though. That See, I took it as the third or fourth highest acquisition of the acquisitions they just made. I, I didn't take it. it I, didn't, as... I didn't take it as like a Bethesda Activision that's that's what i'm thinking of because i'm just like after a visa a visa something for pc and console that's gonna occur for commercial reasons like a that feels like it's a big name uh place and i don't think platinum would have been brought i think they would have said something for that for platinum to for platinum to be announced you know uh because i think what the biggest one out of that was the lord of the rings I think was the biggest one. So there's got to be something more than the uh, something more or at least close to it for uh, 
the Lord of the Rings. And Platinum Games is just not that worth. I don't think it's worth that much in a sense. Riot Games feels like it would be that much because of how big League of Legends is and everything. I just, I don't see it. I don't. No. There's a question that said, "Who riots, do you think?" Riot's too big. My I guess, my right. guess is platinum. Your guess is platinum. My guess is Riot Games. We may be wrong. We probably both gonna be wrong, but we shall see when everything gets revealed. Because it's not EA. That would be no. no. Gosh, that was crazy last week where everybody thought Amazon was buying EA. I, I just like, I'm going to bed. This is not true. <laughs> Let me continue on. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, that was hmm, interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, yeah, so my guess is platinum. I think it's platinum. Uh, Celeste writes in, she says, since it's school time, which video games school would you want to attend? Persona. No, I'm just kidding. That's scary. Uh, you are not surviving Persona. Mm-mm. I'd be hiding everywhere. I could. Uh, uh, I don't really know. I think for me, it would definitely be Pokemon from uh, Sun and Moon. Because they have a Pokemon school there, and I would love to like raise and train a Pokemon. And I think a school from Pokemon Sun and Moon, plus I'll be in Hawaii, uh, Hawaii ish, I should say, um, learning those Pokemon and everything. So I'm going to say Pokemon for me. Hmm. So I Googled uh, schools and video games, and it just gave me a bunch of colleges to go to Dang. to develop video <laughs> games. <laughs> Uh, so, I remember Nintendo used to own half one. Um, what did you pin? Yeah, I think that is that it. I, think I don't so. think that's Nintendo's. I think they just put it in Nintendo Power a lot. <laughs> oh, I thought that was I thought that was Nintendo, or they partner up with Nintendo because a lot of people. I mean, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was just I I just thought that a lot of people who were uh, getting into video games because of Nintendo were going there. In a sense, so yeah. I thought Nintendo had a school for development uh, on how to learn how to make games and stuff. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I know Full Sail is a big one. I almost went there, but it was a lot of money and uh, couldn't afford it. Hmm. Um, what else? Uh, I mean, Skyloft, I guess, would be an easy one <laughs> for Zelda because Zelda World seems fun. Uh, plus it's colorful and you know that seems fine. That's that's my answer. That's fine. Yep. Okay. Well, everybody, that's gonna be it for Nintendo Power Block. Uh, Corey, where can we find you? You can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on the Boss Rush Podcast, Expansion Pass, Tower Casuals. And a plethora of other podcasts on the internet. Yes. You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code and on Instagram at that retro code. You can also find me on uh, 
Discord, and I'm trying to get back into the community and talk to everybody there. Um, you can find more of Nintendo Power Block on our YouTube page at bossrush.net, and you can check out more of our content and writing at bossrush.net. Uh, everybody, please check out our latest standard definition. Uh, Lamont, Corey, and I talk about the Ninja Turtles 2 secret of the ooze and we had a great discussion you can check that out on our youtube page for bossfish network and with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend um we will see you next time i have to pause because i know next monday is labor day so um hopefully everybody Hopefully, everybody have a safe Labor Day weekend. And we will see you next time on Nintendo Power Block. Bye, everybody. Woohoo! Goodbye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>